Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about the album Fine Line by Harry Styles, released in 2019 under Columbia and Erskine Records. And my guest is Meg. Hello, thank you for having me again. Oh, you are so welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know Meg, Meg hosts one of my favorite podcasts ever, which is the Gin and Beer It Show, which is an amazing podcast that everyone should go and subscribe to. And uh, yeah, last time you were here, Meg, it was, a, it was a while ago. We were still, I think, in the winter-ish time. I want to say it was like March, probably. Yeah, March, April. Yeah. Coming out it's, of the winter time for, for yeah, both of us. Yeah. And you're joining us from uh, London, UK today, which is very exciting. Yep. Yep. And I have heard, Meg, well, I've, I've like heard through the grapevine. No, you have told me this, but you have told me that you have a Friends-themed guest room. Yes, I do. It's a, So the, it's actually really funny that you bring that up in this exact moment because I'm currently sitting in my friend's guest bedroom, <gasps> um, but it doesn't look very frenzy because I'm having a birthday party tomorrow that's actually Friends-themed, so I've like put everything out <laughs> in the living room. So it's just um, a regular guest room right now. So now it's just a regular guest room. <laughs> Um, apart from the bedding, which you can't see, and I'm not going to show you because the bed's actually a mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's like loads of like photo frames and stuff, but I've actually put them in the living room because it's like free decorations. Cause I already have them. So I love <laughs> yeah. that. well, did you hear the news about, um, apparently Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer are dating now? Well, yeah. So apparently they've already come back and said that was a rumor, but oh. I don't, I don't want to believe that. So I might just choose not to, um, I think we're I all know. just going to choose to believe it. Like we're feel, all just going to be like, yeah, this makes sense. I feel like it's 2021 and anything can happen. Um, Very true. And yeah, they clearly love each other on some sort of level. So we all saw the reunion. Like we all yeah. saw the reunion. Yeah. We know that we knew that that was there. So, but yeah, if you do exactly. like continue to have this friends theme guest room, you might have to make additions is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. 2021 upgrades. So <laughs> yeah. And I fully expect to stay there when and if I come back to you the UK when COVID's yeah. over. <laughs> You will be you will be getting the royal treatment, trust me. But yeah, um, it's it's a good thing that you are a friends fan. Otherwise, it would probably be an annoying place to stay. <laughs> That's fair. But I couldn't be more excited. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. As I said, it's been a little bit since you've been on, but you and I have stayed in contact. We've struck up quite the long distance friendship since friendship, uh, I know. meeting each other through the good old podcast network. So uh, yeah, thank you again for coming on. We're going to talk about another British artist. You, you talked about Arctic Monkeys last time. We're going to do Harry Styles today. And I am so psyched. I am very excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is going to be very fun. Anytime girl. Now, without further ado, we've got to start talking about the, the man of honor, which is Harry Styles. So I'm going to take you and the listeners through a little bit of a backstory on how he became the man he is today. And then we'll get into the album. What do you think? Sounds great. Let's do it. Harry Styles is a British singer-songwriter who is perhaps most well-known for being a fifth of the highly successful boy band, One Direction. Harry was born in the town of Redditch, Worcestershire, and early on, he shared an affinity for music through recording covers on his karaoke machine and fronting his band called White Eskimo. I did not know that. <laughs> Me neither. That was a fun Wikipedia fact that I learned while I was doing my research, and I was just like, I mean, it's not a bad band name by any means. No. No, it's definitely not. I I had no idea. I don't know what kind of music they played, but with a band like White Eskimo or with a band name like White Eskimo, I'm going to assume it was some sort of indie alt acoustic mm, vibe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you think about like Cage the Elephant, Arctic Monkeys, yeah. you throw an animal in there, it's always going to be a little, little indie. Yeah. So that's my flavor that I'm getting right now. Uh, it was in 2010 that we got our first glimpse of the star he was destined to become when he auditioned for the British television show X Factor. And though he was knocked out early in the competition as a soloist, Simon Cowell, who of course was one of the judges on the show, mentored him and four other soloists as a group where they went on to place third in the overall series, which is pretty amazing. It um, is, yeah. Now, Meg, of course, this group is uh, destined to become One Direction, one of the biggest boy bands in the entire world. Can you name the other four members of One Direction? I can. I think, uh, you got, well, Zayn obviously left. Yeah. Niall, um, Louie, isn't it? Yeah. Tomlinson. Um, oh my God. What's the other one? <laughs> um, wait, Liam Payne. Nailed I just it. Had to think of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I honestly, I mean, we, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I, I have nothing against one direction, but I was not like a crazy, I was like a quite we I should say we're the same age we're like a pretty pretty good age to be super into them when they first became famous like yes you know we were what like 16 17 yeah 
and loads of my friends were. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with them, but I just, I did not like hop on that bandwagon really intensely. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually proud of myself for being able to list the bad members. Same. I think we, I, I think we showed a lot of, uh, restraint, but I'm, I'm impressed that you were able to name all of them. I didn't write them down. And so I was just like, yeah, we'll just throw this in as a fun little quiz and see what happens. So you nailed it. You crushed it. I think honestly, the only reason why I was able to do that is because they've all had solo careers. So that would like, when I couldn't remember Liam's name, I was like, who's the one that did strip that down and then strip that down. Yeah. Um, if, if they like other, you know, bands, if they hadn't had solo careers, I think I would have been fucked. So <laughs> now we digress. So that we're going to talk about one direction for a little bit. Um, obviously they were huge. They were super successful. They were active for about five years together and they sold over 70 million records during that time before calling an indefinite hiatus in 2016 to focus on their own projects. One of them being stripped that down, which I must say is one of my favorite guilty pleasure songs yeah. of all time by Liam Payne. Same. But out of the group, Harry became probably one of the most successful solo acts he released his self-titled debut in 2017 which showed off a mature 70s inspired sound that allowed him to escape the boy band mold and grow into the confident experimental musician he is today the album we're talking about today fine line is harry's second studio album and it was released in december 2019 and crosses a multitude of genres and themes typically revolving around love sex heartbreak and happiness the album had six singles lights up adore you falling watermelon sugar golden and treat people with kindness which all are so good I know, in my opinion. I know. Yeah, it's I mean it's we're going to run into the same issue that we did with Arctic Monkeys. Oh, look at me just knocking over my entire setup. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's fine. We're everybody make sure okay. make sure you put that make sure you put that in any promo material. That's going that's on gold. the Instagram. <laughs> I was just trying to pull up the track list so it's in front of me and just knocked everything down. That's it's okay. all right. Everyone's fine. okay. We, we moved. Move yeah, yeah, we survived. We survived. It was just Harry Styles, right? You get excited. Like I got really flustered. Yeah, clumsy. Oh my god. Yeah, the album was a big one. Lots of great hits that I'm so excited to talk about with you today. And it was super career defining for him. It broke the record as the most successful debut from a male British artist, went on to sell 2 million copies worldwide and earned him a Grammy award for the best pop solo performance of the year for Watermelon Sugar and a nomination for best pop vocal album. It made him, I think, an even bigger star than he was with One Direction yeah. because I feel like people yeah, who I agree. weren't One Direction fans to start with all of a sudden were like on the Harry Styles bandwagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is Myself amazing. included. Myself included. For sure. Yeah. Same. Present company. Yeah. Here we are. This is us, right? <laughs> Um, now we couldn't, we couldn't do this album, Meg, without having a very specific drink. You and I talked a lot about the watermelon sugar Grammy performance on our last episode of the podcast yeah. because it's one of the biggest songs in the album. We selected the watermelon margarita to drink tonight. And, uh, I'm going to tell the listeners how to make it because I will say it is delicious. I was going to say delicious and nutritious. Looks amazing. We know that there's zero value, zero. It's nutritious. Value. You've got. I'm sure there's some vitamin C in that watermelon or something. <laughs> I think the most nutritious part of it is that there's ice in it. Yeah, probably all. That's hydrating. Hydrating. Yeah. If you want to make this at home for yourself, you will need eight ounces of frozen watermelon or store-bought watermelon juice, an ounce of tequila, half an ounce of triple sec, half an ounce of lime juice, and a little bit of agave to taste. You can combine it in a blender if you're using frozen um, watermelon or with ice to make it more of a crushed moment, or you can blend it and serve it on the rocks with a salted rim. You can't really go wrong with a margarita on a summer day, in no. my opinion. Or most days, to be honest. Just a Wednesday. Yeah. Margarita. Mondays, margarita Mondays. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a thing. I think it should be if it's not. <laughs> we'll make it a thing. From this yeah. moment on, margarita yeah. Mondays, thus instated. <laughs> Okay, so Meg, Harry Styles has been around for a while. As we know, 2010 was kind of his uh, debut. You have said that you weren't a fan in his One Direction days. So what made you start listening to him? So this is going to be, uh, I feel like I need to make two disclaimers. The first being that this is going to be repetitive for anyone that listened to your AM episode because I kind of already went on this rant, but I'll do it again because I think it's funny. Please do. Um, and second of all, I also just want to say probably on behalf of both of us, because we both weren't directioners. I'm guessing there's going to be people listening to this who are crazy, like Harry Styles, one directioners that found this episode just because they like have a saved search in Apple podcasts for episodes about any of the members. And for that, I apologize if like I get things wrong because, and I mean this with kindness, one Direction and Harry Styles fans are absolutely insane. Um, oh, like yeah. respect, respect, but like 
absolutely insane. So just please don't come for me if um, <laughs> like I get the color of his sweater in the music video wrong or something like that. Um, but so again, like I liked some of the odd One Direction singles or like, yeah, they're big singles. Um, they broke up and then I moved to the UK kind of right after. So I was in the UK when all of their solo stuff was coming out and I loved Strip That Down by Liam Payne. It's so uh, good. I don't know why, but it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. And then what's the one by Niall? Um, oh, Slow Hands. Slow Hands. Slow thank hands. you. Yeah. And so those, I loved those two songs. I think those both came out in 2017, 2016, 2017 ish. Um, May I ask if I can interrupt for a moment? What are your thoughts on Pillow Talk by Zane? I am not a Zane fan. <gasps> um, okay, yeah. Fine. That's fine. Um, I'm not, I'm not I, broken. It's just, yeah, his, his, music isn't entirely my vibe, but it's, you know, nothing against him. Like I, he's a talented, he's a talented person. Um, and pretty soon all the Zane fans are going to come for you too. Now I know this is, I know (laughs) this is, I'm like, I'm gonna, I need to be like looking over my shoulder from here on out. Um, so those singles came out, loved them, like were huge bops in my Spotify. I really did not care for sign of the times. Um, sign of the times came out and I was not a fan um, before I get strangled in my sleep <laughs> by a bunch of Larry's. Um, Sign of the Times has totally grown on me, and I, I like I love it now, and I'll belt it out. But just for some reason, when it came out, I think I was comparing it to like the like clubby bops that the other guys are putting out. And Sign, I wasn't yeah. like I wasn't really looking for that kind of music from Harry Styles, so I just didn't really care. So anyway, flash forward to the Grammys this year. Harry Styles performs Watermelon Sugar at the Grammys in that leather suit with his abs and the boa and all of that was happening. Tattoos. Um, the tattoos. Something inside me physically changed. <laughs> like there, was, <laughs> there was a hormonal shift. Um, I don't know. Pheromones, like serotonin. Yeah. Someone It'll with never a green. Never be the same again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, and also, um, crucially in the UK, we were in the deepest midst of lockdown in the winter, you know, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. And so I just went on this Harry Styles binge, um, listened to all his music, watched all his music videos. Like, you know, he's got like a 90 minute interview with Howard Stern, watched the whole thing. (laughs) Um, like watched a bunch of One Direction documentaries. Like I absolutely binged the content. Um, and of course, like my TikTok then caught on to that. And so it was just all Harry Styles stuff. And that just kind of like fed the obsession. Um, the vicious circle. Yeah. And now I would say like, I, like I am quite the Harry Styles fan. You know, I've, I have fine line on vinyl. I really like him as an artist. I feel like I actually know his music now. He has kind of canceled his UK tour for the time being, just because the ongoing uncertainty with the COVID situation. But I am hoping that when he reschedules those dates that I can maybe stub up some tickets because I'd love to see him live. So yeah, that that's basically my, my long winded tale of how I got super into Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, you know, he, he just seems like a very nice person. Like you read yeah. a lot of nice stories about like, he's obviously gotten really into acting recently. He's been in, um, Dunkirk. yeah, he's in Dunkirk and he's just made two more films I think in in the last year um and you hear all these stories about him buying like the whole film crew dominoes and stuff like that so he just he just sounds like a like nice person it's just a stand-up guy Harry Styles yeah exactly Exactly. I believe it too I um so yeah as we mentioned I I was never big into the One Direction but when I was in university it's super funny because when you're in university you're not really at that boy band age but a roommate of mine Bonnie who's been on the uh the pod she was like a secret directioner you know like she didn't really show it outwardly but she lived for them and so like when we'd be in the house together we'd be playing one direction like similar to you just like the hit singing the songs watching all the music videos because it it was catchy it was fun it was oh definitely yeah Yeah. it wasn't anything to like weigh you down it was like as we're pre-drinking getting ready to go out we're like we're gonna listen to like I don't know night changes or yeah steal my girl and it just like got us like pumped up and ready to go Zane was actually my favorite out of all of them not that I had like a you know a diehard favorite but I would say out of all of them I was into the dark and mysterious brooding type I feel Um, that I feel that but I always felt like Harry had the best vocals like anytime Mm -hmm. I did watch the videos or watch them perform live I was like oh he sounds the best I uh so going back to sign of the times I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I remember when that song came out I I did really like it but where I was getting concerned 
Thorne was a lot of people were making comparisons to David Bowie. They were like, this is a Bowie song. Yeah. He sounds like Bowie. He is Bowie. And like, I'm such a diehard David Bowie fan that I actually was like deeply offended. I was like, no. I get that. Yeah. Because it's just, it's different levels and not that he's not talented, but I almost like canceled that song in my opinion, because I was like, I don't want to hear any more about, cause it was a very seventies, very like, yeah. almost like psychedelic kind of vibe. And, and it was very Bowie in a way, but I was like, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't compare Like you're not there yet. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, just mad about it, but I did listen to the debut album. I love like Kiwi and Sweet Creature, like they became some of my favorite songs. Yeah. Sweet Creature was actually like my alarm for a year. Like when I would like wake up <laughs> and go to work, it was Sweet Creature that would start playing because it's so like love that. light yeah. and just like nice to wake up to. So I love the album, but this one definitely like solidified my love for him as a musician, yeah. as a songwriter, everything, because, you know, lyrically, musically, the aesthetic, like the, the cover art, the um, fashion, like everything just worked as like a total package. Yeah. And again, it was this like, pseudo psychedelic killer groovy vibes bass lines it makes you want to dance but then it's also got like some sad jams in there and then there's like lyrics that make you really actually stop and think and the yeah, album as a yeah. unit is so cohesive if you listen to it like front to back so I think it's a really stellar record and um, I was really I was pleasantly surprised let's say that it came yeah. from a boy band member because we've talked about other boy band guys on the podcast we did an episode on Justin Timberlake sexy back and I feel like this album has the same kind of staying power where like yeah it was his breakout like no this yeah it's it's just harry styles there's no one direction left you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely no i I completely agree i've never i've never really thought about that with justin timberlake but that's a very good comparison to be fair album's great sexy back's a great album Uh, that is good that was like the album of my childhood (laughs) yeah literally like that was like what 12 year old me like listening to sexy back and I was like inappropriate but you know you know what's ridiculous is like I used to go this makes me sound so much older than I am but I used to go to the roller rink and like that was yeah like the roller rink in the town I grew up in and they played so much sexy back there so that that's why I associate with sexy back I'm just it just makes me want to like put my blades on just get the blades on I love it. It's like Megan, get the blades. We're I going know. To the <laughs> We're going to the rink. That's yes, literally go. what it Justin was. Justin Timberlake's the waiting. Yeah, it was honestly what it was. Oh my god, I'm I'm having me- flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> school dances though I remember them playing yeah. sexy back at like school dances when I'm in like sixth grade, seventh grade, yep. and I was like, why? I know that's wholly inappropriate. Like, no, like, no, 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 no wonder. No it wonder. Same, it was the same with soldier boy and low and like all these other songs that dolls. we all dance to. Yeah. Like yeah. that we danced to at those mixers. And it's just like, what makes me laugh is that it was all about like ba- back when I was in junior high, it was called juking and you know, now it's grind. Well, and then it was grinding. And I think now it's like basically twerking. Um, and it just changed the name of like rubbing your ass These on fucking someone. Zoomers. That's what I mean. There's a word. I know. <laughs> I know. But honestly, like it, you know, it was so like frowned upon and you get in so much trouble. And I'm like, but you're playing like, this is what you do to this music. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? Like, I mean, what I was, I was going to do. I was honestly the biggest nerd. And I also, when I was 12, I looked seven. So I was not grinding <laughs> against anything or anyone at that age. But I was I, like, you just go to these mixers and like the chaperones and stuff would get so annoyed. And I'm just like, okay, then don't play this like raunchy music. No, <laughs> you're getting them all. You're getting them all psyched up. I know, I know exactly. I think we got to talk about some of these songs because there are a lot of songs to get through. So yeah. Meg, I'm going to pass it over to you first. Where do you want to start the conversation today on uh, fine line? So I am going to go for the obvious one, kind of like I did with AM, um, just, just, just to kind of, you know, grease the wheels and get it out there. And, and that's going to be watermelon sugar. Obviously. Um, yeah. Just because we'd be remiss not to discuss it first and foremost, because we both had that, you know, sexual awakening with his Grammys performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> First of all, um, the first time I ever heard this song was, I feel like, especially with our like overconsumption culture, it's not very common these days. I actually remember the first time I heard a song. Um, so it says something that I remember it, but I was back at home Christmas, 2019. Um, so, you know, the last kind of hurrah before COVID really hit, um, with my, it was the first time I brought my boyfriend home for Christmas. Um, and my sister was driving us around and she put, you know, she's five years younger than me. So she's way more like hip, um, with the music than I am. Um, and she had it on a playlist and 
I didn't like hate it, but I was like, this is the most repetitive song I've heard in a really long time. It was, you know, it's just like watermelon sugar. Water, yeah. Like I was just like, I was like, what is this? Um, and my sister and I were also laughing about it because my mom has a, like a serious thing against songs that are super repetitive like that. My dad um, has that too. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like a real, you know, if there's a name for that, but she hates it. I can't even think of like other songs that are like that. But my, so my sister and I just, we, we listen to that song and I'm like, oh my God, mom would hate this. Um, and, and when you read about Watermelon Sugar on, on Wikipedia, it's had kind of a long life because it was yeah. first released in the end of 2019, but the video didn't come out until May and then it was kind of re-released. Yeah. And then the Grammys performance in 2021 gave it this like huge resurgence. Um, Rightly so. So yeah, definitely. But like, as far as a single goes, I feel like that's quite a long like stretch of being super popular after the Grammys performance and stuff. The song definitely grew, grew on me, but when the song came out, sorry, when the music video came out last year, um, I remember I was at the gym cause this was like this weird period where gyms had reopened, um, during COVID I was at the gym and I was on like a spinning bike or something. And I'd obviously heard the song a million times. And you always wonder like, what does watermelon sugar mean? And it's yeah. it, like, it, you know, it sounds risque. It's, you know, it sounds provocative, but it's yeah. like, it also just sounds really summery. And, you know, maybe Harry Styles just really likes fruit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you watch the video and you're like, okay, this is about oral sex yeah. <laughs> like there's a, you're like, like oh, at it's least, pretty clear now <laughs> yeah at, at least the uh at least the video makes it seem that way um and so yeah that was just so I feel like I've just had like a very I've had a journey with this song and like my awakening um and really quickly before I am very eager to hear your thoughts I was doing some research um and I stumbled across this article called all of um the Harry Styles songs about Camille Rowe. Um, Ooh, so yeah. for for those of you guys who don't know, Camille Rowe was Harry Styles' girlfriend for like, like two a, years. She's like a French model or something. She's right? a French. She's a French supermodel. Yeah, she's yeah. like very naturally beautiful. Um, one of those people who doesn't ever need to think about makeup in their life. Um, Fuck them, honestly. <laughs> I know. I know. Such a bitch. Um, and I think I think they dated for like two years or a year. Like, I feel like in celebrity time, a year is like a lot longer than for normal people. Um, and apparently, um, watermelon sugar, she said in an interview with L UK in 2017, that her favorite book is this novel called in watermelon sugar by Richard Brudigan, um, which I guess is this trippy. So this is what the article says. The book is about post-apocalyptic world, where people build everything from houses to clothes out of watermelon sugar, which can be harvested by removing the water from watermelons, which I can't say I'm, I'm rushing to (laughs) add that to my book list. Um, I think that's like something that you're into if you're a French model and you're just like, you know, smoking cigarettes outside of bistros all the time. Um, she's like, Oh man, no, the watermelon sugar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but anyway, I feel like that, like if that interview is true, I feel like that's definitely the connection. Like there is no doubt that that is not a coincidence. No. Anyway, that, that is my spiel on watermelon sugar, but I had, I did not know until literally 20 minutes before we started recording that that song had anything to do with her because most of the other songs on this album do um, quite obviously. Um, but yeah, I guess that one does as well. So. I agree with you. I didn't, I did not realize that that's a very fun factoid, but I thought this was, I, I thought this was one of the few that was maybe about him kind of like moving on because yes, obviously yeah. the song has very strong sexual connotations. When you watch the video and when you read the lyrics, you're kind of like, yeah, I get it. Like I yeah. understand what he's yeah. putting down. Um, but I thought maybe, okay, well, since they had broken up and he was very heartbroken and he maybe trying to get over people rebound, whatever it is. Like, I thought that's where it was going. So that's very yeah. interesting that he was still holding on to any, uh, any, and maybe, Maybe it, it it is about that, but he just like rifted off of something that she introduced him to, or who right. knows. Um, but he did, yeah. He said in a Rolling Stone interview about Fine Line, um, as in the album, he said that the album is about having sex and being sad. Um, yes, so I, I, I definitely, too. yeah, I definitely think that Watermelon Sugar covers the having sex <laughs> part of it, covers it and then some. That's for sure. But you know what? Yeah. Like w- what I like, I mean, is it, it? It's very clearly a song about sex, but it's it's sexy without being like crass and gross yeah. and like overly indulgent and inappropriate. Like 
you know, unfortunately with other aspects of, um, or other genres, genres, I should say in music, like we take rap, for example, rap and hip hop, it's a little more explicit. It can also veer on being sexist sometimes too. It depends on the artist that you listen to, but it is a little bit more, um, direct, let's say, and using a bit of a, a metaphor, like Harry Styles does in this song is smart because you can still play it on the radio. Like, yeah. you know, it's safe. It's, it's safe for the kids to listen yeah. to, but maybe just don't Google the lyrics and go on genius because you will find some things that maybe your 12 year old shouldn't be listening to. But this is also coming from the girl who listened to sexy back when I was like 12. So like, you know, know. there's that. I know. <laughs> um, but I do feel like with this song, especially when the, when the video came out, like you said, it was in May and it was a video dedicated to touching. That's what yep. it says at the very beginning. It's like this video is dedicated to touching. And in a time during COVID when we were all so afraid of each other and keeping yep. that six foot distance and like not embracing, not hugging, not touching, not shaking hands, not kissing, doing whatever. Like it felt so nice to kind of have this video that like celebrated what is something so human, which is, yeah. which is touching physical interaction. Yeah. Right. Um, and I loved it. I was like, I was hooked the moment I think I heard this song. And to me, it's just a summer jam. It's like, like it maybe you're the a, end yeah. of June. I was like, that's, that's like, I love that line. Right. I love that line so much. Cause it, cause the end of June has such a feel like, cause the end it of does. June is like, at least growing up in Chicago, I'm guessing Toronto is similar, like climate wise, like May, you never, May can be like complete summer or you can get snow in May. Oh, yeah. Um, and June, like, can be a bit chilly or it can be a bit rainy or it can be amazing. But like the end of June is usually when like you're in summer, you know, you're in the thick of it, but also you have so much summer left to look forward to. And I feel like that's exactly, at least in my interpretation, that's what he kind of meant by that line. You're the end of June is that it's like, you're, that's like the sweet spot. Like it's yes. just, you know. I also think I saw, and this might have been on TikTok, so you can take that for what it's worth in terms of accuracy. But a girl who was in that music video was one of the people, um, you know, doing all the touching. She said <laughs> that, like, anytime, I'm pretty sure this is for Watermelon Sugar. It, I mean, it could have been for Lights Up because that's a very similarly I was sexual. Say, I'm, there's I'm, a lot of touching in that one too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm almost positive this is for Watermelon Sugar. But anyway, she said that like anytime Harry Styles was had his hands on her, he like asked beforehand like if it, if that was okay. So I'm like King of Consent. We love it. <laughs> we love to hear it. Um, so yeah, I that, love that. Perfect, um, perfect summer jam. Like we're, definitely. you know, we're in August right now. I'm still playing it. Every summer playlist I make, Watermelon Sugar is going to be on there because it just is so fucking groovy and I'm so, so into it. What I do every year is I make a summer playlist of like that year, um, which this year there's been a couple, like some years there's just more than others. Like 2018 or was it 2017 when Despacito came out? I think it was 2017. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah. So like that, that was a good summer for like summer jams. But anyway, yeah. but then I have a playlist of songs that are just like always going to be good summer jams and yeah. Waterville and Sugar is like top of that list for it sure. It will stand Despacito the test of time. Well. Yeah. yeah. It's going to stand the test of time. hundred <laughs> percent. Huge. And yeah, if anyone has not watched the Grammy performance of him in leather pants and a leather jacket and a green What are you doing? <laughs> Literally, what are you doing? Go right now. Stop the yeah. podcast. Go right yeah. now. Yeah. Pause it. Like we yeah. do not, we do not want you listening to this until run. Do it. not walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to go to a very a, another song which I consider to be also very sensual, very sexy, very touchy feely. We already mentioned it. Lights up, big Love obviously it. to to talk about today. It was the first single off the record, and I feel like. It might have gotten overshadowed a lot by Watermelon Sugar, but I think I actually, like, I really do love the song. The music video, like, should be illegal because it is so good and yeah. just so, um, like, liberating in a way, too. Between, you know, the outfits that he selected to wear and the cinematography and the dancers and everything, it was just this, like, beautiful story of, like, self-realization. Self yeah. Um, and I actually learned that the song came out on National Coming Out Day. And yep. Harry Styles, I feel like he's never labeled his sexuality, which I think is really cool too, because you yeah. know, we're, we're living in this time where gender, sexuality, everything is so fluid. And so yep. it's more about like, to me, it's less a song about like a sexual orientation and, and taking a stand and being like, this is what I identify as. It's more about just being yourself. And like that, yeah. that should be enough. Like you shouldn't have to name it and put a label on it. Right. Like he says lights up and they know who you are. Do you know who you are? Like step into yeah. the light. Like that's the whole yeah. thing. It's like, come into your own. And, and what do you want to be remembered for? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to love? Like that's that, that to me is the essence of the song. And that's so powerful, that message, especially yeah. to a lot of young people today too. So um, it's one of my favorites off the records. And yeah, like I could watch that mini music video every day. Non oh yeah. Yeah. And be like, 
okay with all my life choices, you know? <laughs> no, I definitely could as well. No, I, I, I thought the fact about national coming out day was really interesting as well. Um, and no, I have, I have a lot of respect for that with Harry Styles, because whilst I feel like we, like you say, do live in this society that's becoming more fluid. Um, and that's an extremely positive thing. I also feel like we're currently in a society where even though it's fluid, people feel the need to put a label on every single thing. So it's like, you know, like it's, there's a million different, and it's just like, I feel like Harry Styles is just promoting, like, there's no need for that. Like, just be yourself, just love who you want. Like, of, of course, like, labels are a way for people to find people that relate to them. And that's a really positive thing. You know, you, you say, you know, I, I say I'm a white Sox fan and that's how I find other white Sox fans, you know, like right. things like that. Like, I'm not saying labels have a purpose, but it's just refreshing that someone with such a public persona doesn't feel shows how he doesn't feel the need to play into that because it just makes it, it normalizes it. I think for other people. And he has a massively young audience that I think that's a really good thing for to see, like, you don't, you know, you're 13. You don't need to know. You don't need to put a label on who you like. Just go be 13, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, and, um, and wear who, what you want to wear. Like the, the yeah. Vogue cover he was on where he was wearing the dress yeah. and people got all up in arms about it. I was like, there are people like, you know, that, um, like video of, from like the Kardashians where I think it's like Courtney, like Kim loses like her earring in the ocean yeah. or something. And Courtney's like, Kim, there are people that are dying. That's I know. what I feel like when I, I when I hear people be like, he's a man, he shouldn't be wearing a dress. I'm like, Oh my God. Like it, first of all, it's like, that is such an old school mentality. That's basically just being like blue pink boys can only wear blue girls can only wear like, I'm fucking over it. I'm done with it. Honestly, I think it's, it's I think anyone, anyone who says that is just a reflection of their own insecurity though. Like, as you know, it's just like, it's, it's just, it has to just be them feeling bad that they don't have the confidence to put on a dress. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, especially women that criticize that. I'm just like, I don't get it because as women, like we're fortunate that we can, we can wear a dress on the cover of Vogue, but we could also wear a suit. Yeah. And like that, that's one area where it's better to be what, you know, it's more acceptable being a woman, whereas a man, you know, so I like uh, the women doing that, making comments. Um, I just, it's, I don't get disappointing. it. I don't. Yeah. It, it, it's super disappointing. Yeah. But great ballad, like great, or I guess it's not a ballad. It is like kind of a bop, but in a way it's a, it's a tribute to just becoming who you are and, and staying true to that. And I think that's always going to be a long lasting message to anybody. Definitely. And I, I also, um, like I said earlier on the episode, I watched his entire Howard Stern interview, um, which is, which is really good. I highly recommend that, um, to anyone who is a Harry Styles fan. And he did say that he did quite a lot of mushrooms, um, (laughs) whilst working on this album and writing these songs. And I think lights up is probably one of the more trippy ones, especially with the music video. And also says like, where he says it'd be so sweet if things just stayed the same. That just kind of reminds me of like, I've, I've, genuinely never been on a mushrooms trip but (laughs) like when you like if you're just drinking or what if you're in a situation where you like you're high in some way or another even if it's just on life and it's just that feeling of you're just like I wish that it would just stay like this because you kind of know that it's not going to be like you know there's going to be a come down even you're on vacation you know you're gonna have to go home it doesn't have to be anything you know drugs or alcohol related but like yeah, it's just like, it, there's that feeling where you're like, I wish it would just stay like this. And I feel like that's kind of what that music video is about. Like he's very in the moment and yes. getting all up in people's business, but he kind of knows like, it's not gonna stay Lost like forever. this forever. Yeah. I also have to commend you. You used the word whilst like twice. <laughs> and I was like, wow, she fancy. She fancy folks. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's literally just the five years in the UK. Honestly, <laughs> like I had a friend as well message me the other day. Cause I, posted something on Instagram and called my mom, mom. And she was like, dude, you were like so far gone. And I was like, yeah, I know. Continue to say whilst because it sounds super <laughs> fancy and we need more class on the pod, especially right now. This Margarita's hitting me good. Um, uh, where do you want to go next, Meg? What's another song that uh, you want to talk about? So the next one that I would like to go to, and then I feel like I promise after this one, I'll go a little bit more deep cut. Cause this is just another like mainstream, but I'd like to talk about adore you. Um, because I adore this song. Adore You is again, like that one of the other hit singles off of Fine Line. And I think what stands out the most, I mean, it again, it's just a bop. Um, yeah. It's so good. The the single, it's the, you know, the radio version is so good, but he's also done a couple live performances. Um, 
where he like changes the tune of like the chord, you know, he like just plays with it when he sings live and it just always sounds amazing no matter how he sings it. But I think what stands out the most about this song again is the music video. Yeah. Um, because there is, I can't even remember how long it is. I think it's like nine minutes or something like that, but there's like a long form for, it might even be like 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, the like extended director's cut yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like a film, you know, kind of in the style that like, you know, Michael Jackson used to do when music videos were much more culturally of a thing. But the idea is that he's living on this, um, Island, I think like off the coast of Scotland, although I don't know that like it's, it was filmed off the coast of Scotland. I don't know if it's meant to be off the, or it's just completely fictional, but the fictional Island is called Eroda. And they did this whole marketing campaign when the video came out where they were like adverts, they were doing like travel, like tourism posters and stuff for this Island. Um, and the, the video is basically just, he finds this little fish and he's taking, taking care of it. And he's like in love with this little fish. Yeah. And, but the fish just keeps growing. Fun fact about it. Um, this guy that I work with, um, back in this must have been 2019 his family he's scottish and his family i think own a a house like in a fishing village um off the coast of scotland like in, in the scottish island i think or whatever i don't know um but he we were like working together and he was like oh yeah my parents just got called and like they were asked if if our house could be used for one of harry styles new music videos and oh my god so at the time this was like before I saw him in the Grammys, like, this is just when I was, I just didn't like, I was just like, that's really cool because he's insanely famous. I didn't really care. Um, and I don't know how to feel about that now. I'm like, either like the part of me is absolutely kicking myself that I didn't care back then. And the other part of me is like, that was probably a good thing. Otherwise I would have been asking a coworker if I could like go stalk his like summer home. (laughs) Can Um, I crash at your parents for a little bit, please? (laughs) Yeah. Like it probably would have just not been good for him. Um, if I had been this level of Harry Styles fan at the time. Um, so yeah, but the music video is like a full on, uh, the production value is insane. Um, and it's just really sweet. And I like lyrically, I think the song is amazing. And I think in interviews, he's just said like, it's, it's just meant to evoke that time in a relationship where, it's just all about that person and the excitement yeah. of just being with someone. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I really like it again. Um, you know, it's one of the more like famous ones off the album and more, one of the more mainstream ones, but I think for good reason, cause it's just a, an amazing song. Yeah. It is one that I really, really like off the record. I feel like it might've taken me a little bit to get into it, to be honest with you, but it was also like, they did a great job with all the music videos for the singles on this record. Yeah. Like they're all huge and they've got, you know, um, like the, the star power obviously, but then like you said, production value and with this one, the special effects are even like pretty amazing with the, the fish that yeah, keeps getting yeah. bigger. And then he has to like release it to the ocean at the end. It is very, very like sweet and sad in that kind of yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I love a good, like, you know, super soulful confession of love. And like you said, I think that's exactly what this song is. And he keeps it very short and sweet. Like, it's like, I'd walk through fire for you. Just yeah. let me adore you. Like, it's almost yeah. like it's, it gives me kind of like Bruno Mars circa grenade yeah. era. Like it's a declaration of like, I yeah. love this person so much and I'm yeah. willing to do anything for them. Even if that is like the super beginning parts of a relationship when you're just like so obsessed with this new person that has come into your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got a nice groove. It, it's, it's sweet. It's lyrically beautiful. Like you mentioned it feel like, I feel like it checks off all those boxes of what a good alt pop song should be yeah if you've ever been deeply infatuated with someone i feel like those lyrics just you'll get that yeah super cute song love it really 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 good song on the record 100 percent um i do want to go in a bit of a different direction now with my next selection which i think is going to be falling which is also a hit i know it's a single but very different from the songs that we've talked about thus far definitely not as groovy definitely not as upbeat It's, it's truly the ballad of the album in my opinion um, obviously about his breakup. It's like, it's heartbreaking. It's kind of representative of all those bad feelings you think when you lose somebody in your life. And to me, yeah. it's, it's a grieving song. Like you can, yeah. even if a person is still on this earth, you can still grieve what they were to you and what the relationship was. And it appears based on the lyrics, like he says, it kills me. I know we've run out of things to say. And so to me, that kind of signals, this wasn't like a clean cut break. This was like a slow yeah. falling out of love situation between him and, and his girlfriend at the time. So like, that's always rough, right? Because there's no like cut and dry reason why you shouldn't be together. It just, it just stopped being the same. And that can be 
frustrating and disappointing and absolutely heartbreaking. It's also a song that shows off his vocal range. You know, he yeah. belts yeah. this out. I think he performed it at the Brits or something. I remember him watching like beautiful white lace suit. So I, oh, I want to say it was SNL. I mean, he's probably performed it on a few different big things, but yeah, it, yeah. it's so beautiful live. Yeah. So beautiful live. And it counteracts a lot of like the, the fun songs on the album, like adore you yeah. and golden and watermelon sugar. Like, I feel like it was truly him being incredibly vulnerable and he yeah. sings like, what am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want around? Like when you don't have that person in your life, like giving you that support, you're, you, you start to like, almost like inwardly attack your own self. And yeah. it's just, oh man, it's, it's so raw, but it's so beautifully done. And it was again, something I was so pleasantly surprised to see from a former boy band member. Like I was yeah. like, you have so much more depth than the world originally thought you did. And we almost did him a disservice by putting him in the boy band bucket for five years, you know? I know. No, that I that was very well said. And that was the one line that I was going to bring up the what if I'm someone I don't want around because I also just feel like, like anyone in their 20s has had that you just like that's that rock bottom feeling where you're just like, you take a look around, you're like, I don't even like myself anymore. Um, So that that line alone is very heartbreaking. He is absolutely just laying himself to bear at this song because he's so obviously like this song is definitely about Camilla Rowe. And he's so like the coffee's out at the Beachwood Cafe, like yeah. that, you know, it's just obviously like somewhere that they would have gone together in LA. And I actually Googled it because I was curious before we started recording this. And I think they like their visits went up massively because of this, you know, because everyone who hears this song wants to go to the Beachwood Cafe. Yeah. Um, I feel like others like watermelon sugar, there's quite a few ways that you can interpret it. And, you know, it's, it, and it's, it's just not, it's definitely a metaphor. I, you know, I don't think that he, it, it's about strawberries and <laughs> stuff like that. Whereas with this one, like it, it's like, it's incredibly obvious. I think there's pretty much only one way that it could be interpreted. Yeah. I like, I do like when they're that honest though, like the, the Beachwood cafe line, I always really liked. It reminds me of, um, on Florence Welch's uh, record, I think it's high as hope. She's got a song where she talks about the joiner's arms, which is like a pub. Mm-hmm. And I, I think yeah. it's in South London. Um, and I love when people kind of name drop those things because it, it makes them real. It brings them back yeah. to being like, this is a real person who walks the earth along with, with us, who goes to pubs, who, who, you know, goes to the grocery store, who sits and has coffee in the cafe with their significant other. Like it's, yeah. there's a realism to it, which I really appreciate. And it was just, it, credit to the songwriting he's an he's a wonderful songwriter and he's he's yeah. super honest almost kind of like when I was listening to this it kind of felt like a Lewis Capaldi like it could have been a Lewis Capaldi song yeah yeah d- yeah deep sadness to definitely it. definitely I really do like this song I mean like you can't listen to it all the time because it might be a tad depressing but it's uh it's really beautiful and um I love it <laughs> I completely agree we're on the same page Meg as we always are <laughs> Um, know, where do you want to go next? What's your next, uh, what's your next song? So I'm going to go somewhere very, very similar. Um, so I think it'll be a decent segue. Um, and I'm going to go to cherry, um, beautiful, which yeah, again, kind of a ballady and not, not as ballady as falling, but, um, you know, breakup song. And this one is even more obviously about Camilla Rowe than, um, falling. Um, I think everyone kind of assumes that cherry, is like Cherie, um, like Mon Cherie, um, oh. as in like the, yeah. I didn't um, even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm like, a, oh, I'm, it's more fruit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there, yeah, there's definitely a fruit theme in all of his music. Yeah. Um, but again, just a super heartbreaking and it like very raw, um, again, like not many ways that you can interpret it. It's kind of blatant. Um, you know, don't you call him baby. We're not talking lately. Don't you call him what you used to call me all. I mean, honestly, I could read off this in this entire song. Like I can tell that you're at your best. I'm selfish. So I'm hating it. Like how many of us have felt that way Been there. about someone yeah, definitely. Um, and the, there's a piece of you and how I dress, take it as a compliment. Again, we already touched on, you know, his affinity for fashion and his kind of gender bending fashion taste. Um, and you could, I mean, you only need to look up photos of Camilla Rowe to see where, um, his fashion sense would have been influenced by her. And, and all, you know, he says, does he take you walking around his parents' gallery? I think her new boyfriend's parents own an art galleries. So that's like very, very, very obvious. <laughs> Direct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then supposedly, um, the last bit in French of the song is a voicemail that she had left him when they were dating and he got her permission to use it. There's a lot of people on the internet 
a lot of the same people who think that him and Louis Tomlinson are a couple. (laughs) There's a lot of people on the internet that think that it was like staged or not actually her voice or whatever. Um, I don't really care. It's just kind of like a nice outro to the song. Yeah. Um, In a beautiful French accent. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love cherry. Um, again, just like straight, straight onto the breakup playlist for when you need it. Um, really, really lovely song. I totally agree. That was actually gonna be my next one too. So I'm glad that you brought it up. I feel like with this one, what I also really appreciate most about the song is, um, that it, it, again, it makes him human. Like it's not very, I hate to use the word masculine because we've already torn that shit down today. But like, you know, in music, especially you can be a sad, uh, vulnerable male musician, but there's a difference between that, between being like super vulnerable and sad and like pining and also like super pathetic. And he said in interviews that like, he did want it to feel very like petty and almost like immature. So when I was looking through interviews, he was saying, I wanted it to be true to the breakup. I wanted it to be true to how I was feeling in that moment. It was all part of being open and not like, I don't care. You get petty yeah. when something's not going the way you want. And Cherry is pathetic in a way. And so he wasn't afraid to be this like sad little man, like crying in the corner about his breakup because breakups yeah. suck. They're hard. Like, yeah, actually like there is physical pain associated when you yep. lose somebody in your life who you really love. Right. So, um, it was just, you know, it made me look at him in a different way because I was like, yeah, he might be this multi-million dollar icon in fashion and in music. And there's all these like 16 year old girls who are still obsessing over him. But like, he's also just a guy. He can still get dumped. He yeah. can still get dumped. And if there's, there, if Harry Styles can get dumped, then there's no hope for any of no the rest of us. No hope for any of us. I know. Let's just say that. It's, if Harry Styles can get dumped, if Beyonce can get cheated on, honestly. We're screwed. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're all screwed. Okay, Meg. So we've got our watermelon margaritas today. We have an amazing album by Harry Styles. And at this point in the podcast, what we usually like to do is talk about our final closing thoughts on the record and then rate it out of the drink that we're drinking. So how would you rate Fine Line by Harry Styles out of five watermelon margaritas? And uh, what thoughts do you want to leave our listeners with today? Okay. So very, very similarly to pretty, actually pretty much the same reasoning I gave you with AM on, um, that episode, I'm going to give it four watermelon margaritas out of five. And that is only because there are some songs that I skip. Isn't even probably fair. Like I've definitely listened, especially cause I have it on vinyl. I've listened to the whole record all the way through plenty of times, but there are some songs that I just are, are just not, not as much my favorite as the rest of the album. But that, with that being said, is ridiculously strong. Um, and yeah, I mean, closing closing thoughts, I feel like Harry Styles really came into his own with this album. Um, you know, I, I, I like his debut album a lot. And in some ways, I might actually skip less songs on that album than this one. But I just feel like he really found his footing with this. I feel like he took risks that definitely paid off on this album. Because even though there are quite a few radio hits um i don't think any of them are just like you know oh that you like that's just like mainstream of you know they just made that so it would be top 40 i don't don't even think that you could say that about watermelon sugar to be honest um so yeah i think like musically it's just fascinating um even down to like the album artwork is really beautiful um and with the the photo that he has on the cover with the weird lens and stuff and his outfit um and lyrically this album is just stunning so I'm this album makes me very I I think it's going to be like a staple in my library forever um but it also just makes me very excited for Harry Styles future music which I hope he makes them and doesn't just become a full-time actor (laughs) I agree oh my god it would be it would be such a shame it would be such a loss I think in in the music world if he it it does I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't do it, but it does worry me slightly because he just, he's really hitting the the films hard. And he also has a, you know, film director girlfriend at the minute. Um, so I think he's oh, going Olivia through a bit. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Forgot about her. Yeah. He's a temporary problem. Let, let's hope. <laughs> I feel like I tweeted this once. So I always make this joke that, uh, that I am too old for Leonardo DiCaprio and I am way too young for Harry Styles because <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio loves a 20 year old and Harry Styles seems to love women that are at least 10, 15 years older than him. So, um, at least we tried. 
you know, put it out there. It's, that's, but that, you know, I just want to make it clear. Like that's why me and Harry Styles aren't together. It's the age yeah. thing. It's nothing else. <laughs> There's no other barricades. There's no yeah. other obstacles to that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, apologies for that tangent. <laughs> not at all. Never apologize for a good tangent. Um, I'll meet you at the four and uh, the four out of five rating. I think that that's actually very, very fair. And to me, why I'm giving it a four instead of a perfect five out of five is much like what you said. There are some songs that are a little more forgettable, but what's good is that the, I'm going to call it the bigness of the hits. Like those six singles that we mentioned at the beginning are so massive, well-written, super catchy, super groovy, and also have great accompanying videos. So again, going back to this album as a whole package, he, he really did check off all the boxes of what a good record should be. Yeah. And he delivered that and we consumed all of it. Like everything from the live performances to the outfits to the whatever the promos to like everything was everything worked. And I think it's yeah. very hard to do that nowadays too because as you mentioned we have so many different ways we can consume culture and he just like got us in every corner Harry style. Yeah. So yeah. appreciative of that. Um I appreciate also the artistry of the album just in general, again, musically and lyrically, I think that it is uh, stellar. And he does this, you know, he's great with cross genre formatting. Like he doesn't put himself in a box. He's is on this kind of like seventies kick that he's been on with his last couple records, but I still, he's not afraid to make a pop song that does well. And yeah. you know, 2020, 2021 can still be very catchy. You can still dance to it. You can hear it at the grocery store, but you can also hear it at the club. So it's like, it has this, it has staying power. It really does. Yeah. Um, so four out of five for me, which is a great rating for a record, I think from both of us. And, definitely. Uh, definitely. He should be very proud. Harry should be very proud of what he brought into the world just before the world went crazy because yes. uh, I think this album helped ease the pain, I guess, of uh, COVID. Definitely. No, very, very well said. I, I completely agree. And I, I also have to say just as a, a little added note, um, I read in an interview as well that he said that Paul McCartney is like his life idol because he's still doing his thing in his seventies. Um, and, and Harry Styles kind of made a comment, like, you don't want to be, you know, addicted to drugs or end up like overdosing. Like so many people do. Um, and so I think like, I think he's, I think he's just got, despite, you know, doing some mushrooms, whatever. I think, (laughs) I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like he knows, I think he's got good people to look up to. And I like, I do think that, um, if he doesn't just decide to do movies full time, I think that he has a very, exciting future so it'll be fun fun for us to watch let's pray for some more grammy performances <laughs> please shirtless if possible that's fine he could be closed yeah he could be closed I'll, <laughs> I'll take it either way um meg before i let you go um where can everybody go and listen to the gin and beer it podcast which i love so, so- much. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so gin and beer, it can be found pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts primarily apple and spotify um Kiara has two amazing episodes where we talked about the gin and soda and the Aperol spritz. So be sure to check those out first and foremost. Uh, and then, yeah, um, I'm primary, I'm easiest to reach on Instagram at gin and beer at show. Um, there's also a Twitter at gin and beer at pod that I am terrible at maintaining. Um, and then the website is gin and beer at show.com. So yeah, feel free to check it out. And thank you. If you do. Please do. Please do. And Meg, I do have to thank you for coming back on the podcast. It was so fun chatting with you about this album today. And I cannot wait to continue our long distance friendship of just sending uh, Harry Styles memes and Alex Turner memes back and forth. I know. I know. I love it. It is like a match made in heaven. No, honestly, a pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back on again talk about more hot British guys. <laughs> anytime. Oh, he said the magic words. Please do. Anytime. 